Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Sanctuary, your one-stop shop for all your fantasy needs. Our single aim is to you win. And today it's Dynasty Monday. Of course, that means some risers, fallers, some buys, some sells. We're talking it all today. I'm going to walk you through five players' value is rising, five players whose value is falling, and what you should be doing them. It's always as simple as buy the risers, sell the fallers. We got a little bit more nuance than that here. So the biggest riser this week is Jordan Love. Now, I was a little bit reticent at the start of the season when he was balling out to put him higher up in my rank. He then went through the lull period, but actually was playing some really good football. And then the last few weeks, he's just cemented it. I'm now confident that he is the say medium term answer in Green Bay. I think they're going to look to restructure a deal at the end of this season. I think he's going to be there for at least the next three to five years. So that gives me confidence. He's the QB 10 in game. He's got the highest ADOT of people who have thrown over 300 passes in the league. The only guy who's near there is Will Levis, but he's not throwing the same volume of passes. He's getting it done with a young wide receiver core that is only going to grow as he begins to grow. Yes, they're going to have some question marks on the offensive line over the next couple of off-seasons as that starts to age out. But I really think he's going to continue to grow, continue to develop. From a dynasty community perspective, he's my QB 14 right now. I'd put him in the range with Brock Purdy. You know, not not far behind someone like Kyla Murray. Um, I honestly believe that you're probably paying at two first to go and acquire him. Maybe it's not the now is the time to to buy because I think there'll be a lot of hype and a lot of build off the the back of the couple of weeks. But if uh, if you can go and buy him for less than that, maybe go for it. But I think he's probably a solid hold right now. And I say if I'm rostering him because I think as soon as that contract extension gets laid down, he's probably going to go up in price. He's got a seven, I think seven and a half million contract next year cap hit wise so the Packers of negotiating from a point of good leverage because Jordan Love's going to want to get you know one big payday potentially so uh, so yeah I wouldn't prize if we see him coming in that 35 to 40 million dollar range think about the kind of the Geno Smith or Jones level contract and I think Jordan Love's better than that he can command better than that but I think that because he's on a low cap hit next year because he didn't want to bet on himself, I wouldn't be shocked if we see him come in below market because I don't think, with what he's done in his career today, he's going to basically hold the Packers over a, a barrel and try to force them to uh, to pay up. The next riser, Nico Collins. Look, what happened to Tankdale was absolutely brutal, but Nico Collins stepped in phenomenally well. He is now the wide receiver 10 in points per game. I think if both were healthy, I'd still rather Tankdale, but now Tankdale's out for the rest of the season. Nico Collins bumped ahead and I'd not to love what he's doing. 3.2% yards per run, over a 10% touchdown rate. Now, normally that worries me a little bit, but I think with Nico Collins, that he's always going to be, because of his size, because of the way he plays, because of that target in the red, he's going to have a high touchdown rate. He's my wide receiver 15 right now. Again, you're probably going to struggle to buy off the back of this monster performance, but Certainly one to track over the next few weeks. Maybe if somebody is looking to sell high off that big boom week, maybe you can sweep in and uh, 
pay that mid first because I think that's definitely where he's going to be for the next three, four years. Combined with Tank Dell, CJ Shroud, this offense looks very exciting moving forward. The other riser, Michael Pittman, again, that you're going to struggle to buy high off the back of it. Wide receiver 13 in points per game. The best thing about Michael Pittman is yes, he's getting a high volume of touches. You can see on the screen 31% target share, but he's getting high value touches as well. 16 red zone targets, 10 deep targets. Now it concerns me if all a receiver is getting is those high value touches. You look at Christian Watson last year. All he got was deep shots and red zone shots, and, and he struggled to command volume out, off, out the back of that. But Michael Pittman is getting the volume, he's getting the deep shots, and he's getting the red zone targets. So, yeah, big, big riser for him. He's my wide receiver 14, just ahead of Nico Collins. Again, you're probably going to struggle to buy. There might be a little bit of a buy window in the offseason when we get Anthony Richardson coming back. I wonder if people will start knocking down Pittman for the, the potential that he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year and maybe he's tied to a run first quarterback maybe that opens up by window but at the moment he's just a solid hole because i think off the back of his production he's going to be priced sky high the next riser tajay spears look i've been talking up tajay spears for what feels like the last two months he's looked great in whatever touches he's had and Derek Henry's probably gone at the end of the season. He's a free agent. I think this is going to be Tajay Spears' backfield. Yes, you know, the numbers aren't great, running about 38, 7.6 PPR, but we are going to see it this week. And I think that he's going to showcase exactly what he can do as a truth at three down back. He's got a higher EPA per rush than Derek Henry so far this year. And I think that I expect to see that more. I think he's a good receiving back. I think he reads very well and he's physical at the point of contact so I'm very hopeful that Tajay Spears can showcase enough this week for us to be confident in him being a potentially top 15 top 16 back next season the final riser I mentioned him earlier Christian Watson now those of you who, uh, who watch the show know I'm probably not the biggest Christian Watson fan I thought he he feasted on those high value touches without much substance behind but the really impressive thing on Sunday was that he commanded a high target share. He commanded the volume and I thought he showed more to me as a route runner than he has at any point in his career. Yes, we know he can run past people. Yes, we know he's a physical freak of an athlete, but I think he's rounding out his name to be a more all-round receiver. Yes, the hamstring injury is there and I think he seems like a player that's always going to have these soft tissue injuries, but maybe if that opens up a little bit of a buy window, maybe someone's trying to sell off the back of the performance because he's uh you know he's a riskier player given that injury history maybe you can go and spend you know a late first early second to go and acquire i'd definitely be sniffing around christian watson and that's coming from a guy that's not a big christian watson believer if you are here if you're liking what you're seeing make sure you're hitting that thumbs up we want as many likes as possible but also subscribe stick around i do this show every week tom does plenty of fun DFS content and we promise we will help you win more leagues as a result the fallers look i got snack like he was on this list three weeks ago i said that he looked slow he looked poor it's only gone down since then of 39 qualifying backs with 100 rushing attempts he's 36th in duke rate he's getting the volume you know his targets per route runs up above 20 percent he's getting the rushing attempts he just looks cooked quite frankly he's running back 15 in points i would take probably any second round pick but i think you can get an early one right now maybe you have to settle for a mid 2024 pick but 
I don't think, yeah, he's got a great playoff schedule. And maybe you can try and sell off the back of that. But free agent, I don't expect any team to spend big money. And I think his fancy relevant days, sadly, are done. I think he's probably going to be. Maybe we see a Dalvin Cook season where he's kind of brought in as the 1B, but doesn't really get the work. I just don't see any huge upside for Austin Eckler now, I'm afraid. The next faller, Ramondre Stevenson. I was a huge believer in Ramondre in the offseason. He had that slow start. It felt like he was finally starting to get momentum and show what he can be. And then we get this ankle injury. The Pats offense is falling apart. And he's just not getting it done. You can see on the screen there, 34 for 39 in big rush percentage. That's minimum 100 rushes. He's just not been explosive this year. And I think that I still like the player. But his value is plummeting and maybe it opens up a buy window where you can, you know, the Patriots are going to get a new quarterback. I imagine they're probably going to invest in the offensive line. I think this offense will be a whole lot better next season and maybe Ramondre Stevenson can see a boost off the back of that. So maybe he's a good buy candidate, but maybe you give it another week or so to kind of let that injury settle, let people forget about him and then you can scoop in and buy. Maybe you can go and get him for a second round pick because... I say a late first is where his value is. I'm high on Roger Stevenson. I don't think you have to pay that to go and acquire him right now. The next faller, another of my guys from the offseason, Johan Dotson. I've held off dropping him in my ranks. I've held off dropping him in values. But at a certain point, you've just got to accept the volume's just not there. You can see 15.4% target share, 0.9 yards per route run is woeful. He can't even break 10 points per game. Look, I still believe in the talent. I still really like him, but it's, it's hard to be too excited about it. I don't think there's anything exceptional coming out of Washington. I think there's question marks over Sam Howe long-term. They've obviously paid Terry McLaurin. I think Johan Dotson is sadly going to be in that sort of wide receiver three, wide receiver four territory for the next few years, unless something happens to Terry McLaurin that he moves on or, or is perhaps traded. Johan Dotson now my wide receiver 39 this is a guy that was in my top 20 at the beginning of the season. It's a painful fall, but it's you've just got to accept what he's putting on the field. And yeah, I, I would happily take an early second. It needs to be an early one. Ideally, I can get a late first, but that hurts me because I still think he's a fantastic receiver. It's just the opportunity, the talent, you know, they're not forcing the ball to him in ways that perhaps they should. So you've got to buy into what you're seeing on the field. And then the next faller, Adam Thielen. I think he's done now in terms of fantasy production. He's had five straight games under 16 PPR points, 1.4 on Sunday. Yes, he was fantastic with that elite target share, but sadly, I think he's he's probably going to be cast on the scrap heap. I think the Panthers are going to spend an awful lot of resources this off-season building around Bryce Young. I think we're going to see two, maybe three high-priced wide receivers, whether that's in the draft, in free agency brought in. I think they're going to invest in the offensive line. And I think that... Adam Thielen's going to fall into that category as, yeah, he'll probably have a couple of boom weeks next year. He's under contract. He's not going anywhere, but I don't think he's going to be a guy that you can consistently put into your lineup week in, week out. So maybe you can sell on name value and that production you had earlier in the season. Maybe you can grab any sort of second round pick for him, but I'd probably take two thirds for him right now because I do think his days in the fancy relevant world are well and truly done. And then the final faller, look, this hurts. It feels bad to talk about injured players, but we've got to have a conversation. Tank Dell, he was balling. He was phenomenal. An absolute superstar. 
but he's he's dropped in value. Wide receiver 18 right now. I think if you're a contender, we were having this conversation in the Discord, the members Discord earlier. I think you need to move him. I think if you want to look at a player like Stefan Diggs, maybe you can, you know, add something to go and get you probably need to add something significant to go and get Tyreek Hill, but maybe even take a, you know, a DJ Moore or DK Metcalf, something like that with a little asset on top. Those are the kind of players that you probably need to be swimming around if you're a contender and you need that wide receiver replacement for Dell. If you're a rebuilder, I'd absolutely be knocking down the door of the player. I think if you can get him for a mid to late first, I think if you can pivot off a guy like Stefan Diggs, if you're rebuilding to go and get Tang Dell, I think that he's going to be a, you know, a top 24 wide receiver, certainly for the next few years to come and and potentially have an even higher ceiling than that. This guy's body control, his route run ability means he's going to be open all the time. And there's definitely a world where he could be an absolute fantasy superstar. So yeah, if you're rebuilding, go and grab. If you're a contender, sadly, maybe it's time to cut bait and look at moving on. Is there someone you disagree with? Is there anybody that I've missed that you want me to talk about? Let me know in the comments below. I answer 100% of those questions. Stick around. We've got plenty more content coming this week. Of course, our live preview show for the week 13 and 14 slate. Sorry. Stick around. Hit those likes and we will get you ready to win those leagues.